welcome everybody here to the Clifton's Podcast. I am your host, Clifton Groves. Welcome back to another edition of Leaving Your Legacy. I apologize for the break in between episodes, but I promise you, I got a huge guest lined up for episode seven. My guest for today, you might very well hear his name called in next weekend's NFL Draft, which will take place April 28th through the 30th. My guest is former Missouri Western quarterback Sam Webb. Sam and I talk about his childhood, his love for the game of football, his high school career with the Tigers of Excelsior Springs. We talk about his decorated Missouri Western career, what it was like getting ready in at the NFL Combine, um, potential NFL fits, and what it would mean for Sam to have his name called next weekend. But without further ado, here's episode 7 of Leaving Your Legacy with Sam Webb. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome everybody back to the seventh episode of Leaving Your Legacy here on the Cliff Notes podcast. With the NFL draft coming up April 28th through the 30th, I thought it would be a perfect time to bring on my guest at this time. He's a former Missouri Western cornerback, an Excelsior Springs native, and he's a draft prospect for next weekend's upcoming NFL draft. Please welcome everybody here to the Cliff Notes podcast and Leaving Your Legacy, Sam Webb. Sam, how are you? I'm doing good, man. How about you? I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much for allowing me to take time out of your busy schedule. I know you've been getting ready for the NFL draft and allowing me to interview you. We'll talk about more about that here in just a little bit, but I want to kind of get into a little bit of your childhood early, Sam Webb. Um, What were you like as a child and uh, what were some of your favorite sports when you were little? Uh, When I was little, I didn't um, get to play organized sports, actually, so uh, I grew up in an apartment complex in Kansas City, North Kansas City, and uh, it just really, I just was outside playing every day. Um, really, we had a football field in the middle of the complex, and we would, all the all the kids my age, we would just meet up and just play out there, but I didn't start playing organized football until I was in eighth grade. Yep, so uh, you talked about how you just uh, started playing in eighth grade, you know, is that where kind of you developed the love for football, or was it somewhere down the line when you started, like, getting that love for football? Yeah, I think my I think I've always had a love for the game. I didn't realize how much how strong it would be until probably about my senior year of high school. Um, I, I kind of just played because it was something to do. Uh, whenever I moved to Excelsior, I lived out in the country and I didn't really have any neighbors. So the last thing I wanted to do was go home after school. So I, I played three sports year round. Absolutely. Um, you were an All-State nominee at Excelsior Springs. I remember when you were playing there, I've heard your name quite a bit following the Kansas City Metro um, high school football sports scene there, and I heard your name quite a bit. Can you um, just talk about your high school career and your football career there at Excelsior Springs? Uh, yeah, uh, my freshman year, we I was just on the freshman team, and we kind of were just separated from the varsity. We, we actually got to suit up for varsity games. And when we got uh, up enough on the scoreboard, we would get to some of the freshmen would get to go in. I, that's best back when I played running back. I was like 155 pounds soaking wet. And, uh, head coach would let me play running back because my big brother played at the time. He was really he was really good. He was good talent. Um, and then as I got older, my sophomore year, um, we had a new coaching change, and I grew a lot. And my, my IQ for the game was getting was getting better. Uh, so I, I started varsity my sophomore year, um, and then from then on, it was just it just took off, you know, um, <clears throat> junior year was good. My senior year was when I started getting all the D2 offers, really. And then I, I made my decision to go to Missouri Western. Uh, walk me through that recruiting process. I know that you ended up at Missouri Western. Um, 
Can you just talk about why you chose Missouri Western and also talk about um, some of the other schools that were recruiting you and what kind of separated Western from the rest of them? So really, I mainly had in my eyes only three really good options. It was they were all in the same conference. It was Central Missouri, um, Washburn and Missouri Western. And I took a visit to all of them. But uh, it just ended up being the best decision for me to go to Missouri Western because it was close to home. Um, the guys that had took me out on my recruiting trip were real good friends of mine now. And um, uh, the facilities were outstanding. And I just didn't I just didn't want to be in Topeka and then Lawrenceburg just didn't feel like home. So that's really what ended up being the final decision for me. And absolutely. And um, you had a, a very, very decorated career there at Missouri Western. I kind of more, we're going to start getting into your Missouri Western career here. I want to talk about um, redshirting and your first time, you know, getting on the field. Uh, what was that process like redshirting and then you having to lift and being on the scout team and, um, and talk about um, how you, uh, what was it like getting on the field there for the first time? Yeah. So um, when I got to Missouri Western, um, it was kind of like high school all over again. Um, my first fall there, we had coach P Coach P was the one that actually recruited me. Um, but uh, after that season, he uh, ended up having to leave because um, the record wasn't as uh, good as he thought the AD shot thought it should be. But um, after that, the whole new coaching staff came in. Um, I was actually playing nickel that spring. They were just trying me out of different positions because I think my size and my length. Um, <clears throat> but that fall, they ended up moving me back 2017 fall. They ended up moving me back to corner and I was able to get in the starting lineup by week three uh, and didn't really maintain it. Um, and then as the years went by, uh, you know, I just continued to excel and grow, um, learn the defense. Eventually, by the time I was a junior, I felt like I was basically that guy, um, you know, uh, my confidence was above the roof that year. And um, it just helped me tremendously on and off the field um, to uh, keep excelling. And I want to talk about that 2019 season. That was a very memorable season on Missouri Western front, nine and three. Um, a realistic shot at the playoffs there uh, towards the end of the season. Um, you know, they had you back there in the defense. Uh, Wyatt Steigerwald was the quarterback there. Um, you had the memorable game, even though it was a loss, a very memorable game at home against Central Missouri that season. Um, can you just uh, walk me through? And you guys won the Live United Bowl that season, the second of two straight Live United Bowls you guys won. Can you just walk me through just some of the memories of that 2019 season? Yeah, that was that was by far my favorite season of football, period, ever. Uh, it was just the level of camaraderie and um, brotherhood was was real on that that team. You could just see it day in and day out through practice the whole year, actually, from spring ball all the way to uh, summer workouts to fall camp. Everybody, most of, mostly everybody was just locked in. And when you got a team that's really focused on on the same uh, mission, I feel like it's it's inevitable that you're going to have some sort of success. And um, that year we we just continued to keep going like. I remember our, we had our running back, Kale. He had just come from a JUCO school, I think. He was turned league. Up. My my boy, um, uh, Dev was was getting back from injury. He was he was doing good. Evan Shohan, he was going crazy. Cam Grandy was going crazy on offense. We just had so many different weapons that was really locked in. Uh, the chemistry was just on point that year. Yeah, I, I wish we could have gotten 
a little farther into the playoffs that year, but um, it was it was a good build up year to show the kind of um, potential that Missouri Western could have. You know, um, with all the weapons that we had that year, we could have just kept going. Absolutely, I thought that I thought that was a great season. I thought really it was going to keep building forward. Um, unfortunately, COVID ended up happening. I think it, I think everybody got impacted with COVID in some fashion or another. And there was um, some talk there on um, that COVID season about you go for going and going, going to the NFL draft even earlier. Um, can you just talk about how COVID impacted you and um, talk about that potential opportunity of the NFL draft back in 2020? Honestly, I think COVID, now that I look at it, you know, I think COVID really helped me out because it gave me an extra year to play football. I needed to get surgery on my leg. Um, I found out that I had a stress fracture in my left tibia. And it was just perfect timing that I, I was able to go get the surgery and play another season of college football and then try to go to the league. Um, I feel like if I would have tried to do all that at the time, that same time, it would have just been bad uh, because I would have had to get – eventually I would have had to get surgery to uh, play and it would have just been a setback. Um, I think I could have been bounced back, but it just would have been harder, you know. Uh, but other than that, COVID – we, we only played two games that fall um, and then leading into the next spring. Uh, that's when I found that I needed to get surgery because my injury had opened. Yeah. Then uh, your, your senior year was last season, the 2021 season. Um, not the most ideal record. Probably you would probably would like to have had, um, but you guys ended the season on a really good note ended with three straight wins. Um, can you just, um, Talk about some of the trials and tribulations and then um, finishing with three straight wins last season. Yeah. Um, as a team, we did go through a lot. We were, I felt like we were young. We were rotating a lot. Uh, we didn't have a, a, one quarterback really established, you know, whenever that is a, is a thing for a team, that's always never good. Cause you know, unless you got like a, two quarterbacks or two people at one position that you are really trustworthy with a uh, help sharing time. Um, it just, it just creates uh, instability, you know? So uh, other than that, uh, me personally, I was going through a lot too. Cause I was, I was just getting off surgery. I didn't, I wasn't able to run in the summer. Um, and then I had got cleared like week two. I was able to play by like week two. Um, and I probably, I probably got killed clear a little early, but I felt good. So I went out there and did it. Um, and then I was just doing a lot of rehab every week. Um, a lot of film study just to try and stay ahead of the game and keep myself prepared. A very decorated career you had at Missouri Western. I want to talk about, um, some of the lessons that you've learned and talk about this. The series is called leaving your legacy. I want to talk about lessons and legacy here real quick um what were some of the lessons that you felt like you've learned and what do you think what kind of legacy did you feel like you left behind when your Missouri Western career was over um some of the lessons I feel like I learned was to uh, always be prepared in any type of situation that you're in whether that be football related or life related um, I felt like football helped me with that to transfer over to to the real world um Cause like in this game we play, um, when you once you get to college, you're on scholarship, and then you're expected to perform at a certain level. And if you're not performing at that level consistently, 
then you can get your scholarship taken away. You can get cut off the team. Um, there's a number of things that could happen. Um, so I feel like being able to be prepared and stay, stay ready for any situation that comes your way is, is a very good lesson that I learned. Also, um, treating, treating myself like a pro before I am a pro uh, is one other that I learned. And that came from the previous guys that played before me. They uh, helped me install that in myself because I seen them guys growing and uh, doing it themselves. So I kind of like took a little bit from them. Um, I was I was never really like a loud speaker leader. I was more of like a um, lead by example. So I felt like my legacy was led. My legacy was kind of left that way. Um, if you do these things and you go to class and you make sure your GPA is all right, um, you just do what you have to. Um, everything will be all right. You know, uh, you'll have a better chance of succeeding if you take things seriously and stay prepared. And I want to talk about the NFL first. We're going to shift into uh, the NFL, getting ready for the NFL draft and stuff. Um, you talked about, you know, treating yourself like a pro. And I love that mentality. You know, you got to know what you want before you actually get it. And, um, you know, uh, when did you, I know you've always had dreams of going to the NFL, but when did you feel like, you know, there was a realistic dream, like, hey, I got a realistic shot of going in the NFL. Um, I always knew that I was pretty much like in that top three percentile of like athletes, you know what I'm saying, as far as like athleticism. Um, but, but I didn't start really getting my own self-confidence until 2019. Um, it started when we had Coach Carvin back there at our, our strength coach, our strength coach, he's with the Chiefs now. But like that spring we had with him, it was just crazy. Like we was just, he had me strong and as fast as I ever been in my life. And then it kind of transferred over to spring ball. And I was dominating in spring ball and then it transferred over to the summer and I was moving good, running fast. Uh, and then once we hit the fall, I just felt like I was prepared like to be that guy. Um, once we got into the season too, it, it kind of just all, you know, followed itself through. Um, but yeah, by 2019, the fall of 2019, I kind of realized that like, this is like a realistic thing that I'm going to try to pursue. And then, um, you know, there's been multiple Missouri Western players that have been in the league. I remember when Michael Hill was in the league, uh, David Bass, off those great 2012 Missouri Western teams. And even more recent, when you talk about Jonathan Owens uh, with the Texans, uh, I know Brandon Dandridge just got signed on with the Chiefs. Um, I know that you probably have talked to Dandridge and, jo and J.O. probably more than probably the first two that I named. But um, if you've talked to them, too, what kind of advice have you got from them Um as far as um as far as the league is concerned really just main like how like how to go about your day like and like i said being able to stay ready not try to get there you know what i'm saying like the league is all about opportunities and what you're going to do with the opportunities so i mean the main thing that they were saying is be able to address yourself in a um like a professional way around the facilities and stuff like that and being able to take advantage of the opportunities you're given whenever um it comes and also like i said like those are the, those names that you named are the guys that told me um treat yourself like a pro before you're pro but not only were they saying it but they were like showing it you know what i'm saying through their actions um those were the things that i kind of learned i picked up visually from them
Yeah, but that's a, that's a good example of leading by example. And you've done that all throughout your, all throughout your career here. And um, you played in a couple of all-star games prior to the combine. You played in the Hulu bowl, you played in the East West, um, the bowl there. Um, what were some of the things that you've picked up there um, that you were able to uh, use uh, towards the combine? Mm, I guess like, um, so whenever we do the, the all-star games, it's, it's an, it's an NFL staff. Um, so the way practices and meetings are held is the way they'll be held in the NFL. And I kind of just like, you know, got a head start on like what I will do, like in rookie mini camp leading to fall camp, um, when it comes to meetings and then transitioning over to practice walkthroughs, um, and being able to, um, address myself as a pro in all those situations. Uh, and then, um, as far as going to the combine, you know, the combine is just really more about the interviews and then physical testing. So, I mean, I knew I was going to be okay when it came to, uh, the, the field drills and, and, and the running and stuff like that. That's, we all can do that, you know? So, uh, um, other than that, I really took more away from the, the, uh, the all-star games, if any, <clears throat> if anything, um, your combine, I watched videos of your combine, um, the 40 you ran, um, I saw the video of the catch that you made um, during a drill there, but um, what for uh, people that, you know, have dreams like you of going into the league, um, walk me through what that combine experience was from top to bottom, all the way from getting there and then ultimately ended up getting on the field there and able to uh, go to work and run your 40. Yeah, it was a, uh... It was really dope, man. It was exciting. I, I, I kind of knew I was going to get an invite because I got one last year, but I had to uh, decline it because I was coming back to school because of COVID. And, um, you know, you get the email or the call. They let you know you're invited. You accept. Um, you got to do, you know, the paperwork or whatever to get ready before you get there. There's, you get the flight over to Indianapolis. They got a shuttle that comes and picks picks up picks us up. And you know, a lot of them guys that I seen there, I had already seen at the bowl games because um, I had went to two of them, so I got to meet a lot of DBs. Um, and you know, once we get to the hotel, you get your swag bags. It's, it's a whole bunch of combine gears. Like once you get the bag and you like you got the the gear and like you're putting it on, it's like you really have arrived. You know what I'm saying? Like you're really there um, at the combine in lucas oil stadium um we uh we did all the medical information and uh i mean it's a it's a tiring three-day process but it's a process that a lot of people want to go through you know what i'm saying they don't realize all the stuff that you have to do once you get there but um it was very uh it was very it was very great experience to be able to do all that um and be one of the only d2 guys to be able to uh, go there too um but you know once we got on the field it's, it's just football um it ain't really too much to stress over or think about. Um, it's just being able to go do what we've been doing. I, uh, I love that. Um, when you talk about the pro day, um, the pro day was at Mizzou. Um, I know they had a pro day. I believe they had a pro day for the Mizzou athletes. And then they had a pro day for like the smaller uh, colleges, like your, like Missouri Western Northwest and central and all them schools. Um, what was your experience like there at the pro day at Mizzou? I mean, they kind of, have it at a similar way like a combine or any other pro days we used to have pro days at missouri western but um they stopped 
doing it because not all the schools were coming there and the scouts were having to go to different spots. But um, it, it, it was kind of similar. Like we, we pull up, we do all the paperwork and you go do the measurements, the hand, the arm measurements. And then you do the I think it was the bench press first. And they send groups over to the field to warm up for the 40. But I mean, it's kind of it kind of happens quick. You got to make sure you are <clears throat> prepared for, um, like I said, anything. You know, uh, we get in there. It's, it's kind of cold. You know, you, you got to make sure you're ready, warm. They set up four different stations for the forty, and you know, they just kind of bust in there and they're like, "All right, we're, we're about to go." You know, some people are ready, some people aren't. And then if you know if your forty time isn't good enough, they'll they'll cut you. They'll just cut you straight up after that. Um, there was probably about forty five guys there. They cut about thirty. And then just about 15 of us got to do the rest of the drills, the L cone, I mean, the L drill, the, uh, the cone, the five ten five, and the jumps. So, I mean, it was cool. I felt like I did really good there. And um, I want to talk, I don't know how much you're able to talk about this kind of stuff. Um, talk about a uh, potential. Is there many, any teams that have been in any contact with you? Um, maybe some interest there. Um, who, who would, who would possibly maybe want to draft you and um, where some of your, uh, where you could fit potentially with some NFL teams? I mean, there's a handful of teams I think that I could fit with, but I've definitely been shown love by teams like the Raiders, the Green Bay Packers, um, Chiefs, Atlanta Falcons, uh, Miami Dolphins. Um, did I say the Ravens? I, I think you did. I think you there. I think you did. Yeah. yeah, they've been showing a lot of love. But, yeah, it's a handful of teams, man. And you, as you know, like, you know, the late rounder guys, probably free agent guys, you, you never know where you can land really um, until that day happens. So, um, I guess we'll see. Um, who, was, who was your – do you have a favorite NFL team or have a favorite NFL player you like watching? Um, I grew up in Kansas City, so I'm a Chiefs fan uh, by default, really. And then I grew up. I really grew up watching LaDainian Thomas, and he was, like, my favorite player. Even though, I mean, I didn't play running back, really, but he was just, like, that player that stood out to me that I, I tried to watch every time. Yeah. LaDainian Thomas was cold, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what, man. I was always a big LT fan. And here's a question I've always wanted to ask you, and when you talk about potential pro prospects there, uh, I watch the NFL. I watch the NFL as a fan because, listen – there are no aspirations of me playing in the NFL, but do you watch the game any different now, now that you're getting looks now from being a fan now to do you kind of like study a little bit, a little bit more kind of watch out maybe defenses or maybe watch a certain defensive player? Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I try to watch the game, not as a spectator, but more of like a scout. Um, I'm, you know, I'll take a drive out and just watch one player and just study how they're using technique. Um, study how I think that they watch their film on their opponent based off of what technique they're using against them. Um, I, tr I try to put myself in their shoes, so to speak, uh, as I'm watching it and see what I can do better than them or see what mistakes I can fix that they've made. Yeah. And um, you talked about your love for the Kansas City Chiefs. There was a video released earlier this week. Um, Mitch Holtis does a uh, – he did a YouTube video about the three players that he likes, and you were the first one on the list. Um, what does that mean, you know, for your favorite you, – you talk about being a Chiefs fan by default. What does that mean for somebody like Mitch Holtis to kind of acknowledge your talents? Uh, that's great, honestly, man. I mean, I got, I, got the, um, I got the call. I mean, 
I seen a tag post on like Twitter or something, and then I just started watching the video. I'm like, dang, that's crazy. But I mean, the way I kind of look at it now is like, I'm a professional. So, I mean, if, if you know, the Chiefs like me, that's cool. You know, there's always going to be the little kid in me that's like, oh, dang, the Chiefs are, you know, trying to draft me or, you know, potentially will. But um, I kind of handle it as in it. I, I, I try to say I handle it as if I've already done it even though this is like a one-time thing, you know, you can only do this one time in your life, but I treated it as if I've been there before, you know? Absolutely. That's a great way. That's a great way of looking at it. Um, your plans for next week. What, what, what's Sam Webb's plans for next Thursday through Saturday? What do you got? Are you throwing Are you trying, are you celebrating it with family? Or are you, uh, what's your draft weekend looking like? Yeah. Yeah. I will, it's going to be a lot of, uh, just, just at the family. I mean, at the crib with my mom, um, I'm going to have some friends over, we're just going to eat some food and we're just going to sit back and chill and watch. And then we're going to see if my name gets called. And, um, uh, what, what, what would it mean to you, Sam, um, you know, to have your name called, you know, whatever round it's in, um, with the, some, the number of pick in the NFL draft, the, whoever team selects Sam Webb, cornerback, Missouri Western state university, what would that what would that moment mean to you? I think it would be legendary, honestly. Um, for me to even get this far as far as I've gotten is um, impressive. But I think for me to get my name called on draft weekend would be legendary. And uh, it would just fuel my fire more to make the 53 man continue on with the journey. And my last question to you, Sam, we talked about legacy a little bit towards the middle of this interview. I want to bring back to the word legacy of what kind of a legacy does Sam Webb want to leave whenever your playing career is done, whenever that's done? Um, I want to leave the legacy that uh, I want to leave a legacy that um, I took. I took the most I made the most out of my opportunity and. I excelled whenever I did, you know, I told somebody this before in a different interview that um, the decisions we make in our life are very important. And sometimes people don't realize what they're doing um, can affect them 10 years down the road. Um, I want to be able to say that, you know, I made a decision when I was young to go to Missouri Western and play football and get my degree and excel. And uh, I, I did, you know, everything right. I got my degree. Um, I excelled on the football field. I got the opportunity to play in the NFL. And then I continued to excel at that because uh, the things that I did right in college. Um, I want people to be able to look back and be like, he, that's a, you know, that's an outstanding young man that did all those things and um, excelled in life, basically. Well, Sam, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you're being getting ready for draft week and stuff like that. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to come on the podcast, to talk to me. I appreciate that so much. I wish you nothing but the best of luck in your process next week. And hopefully we will hear your name called next weekend. Yes, sir.